You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lou Need, and today it is an honor and pleasure to introduce a very special man to the show, Chris Gibson. He is a well-sought-out after-skincare expert and holistic health coach and esthetician. He is also the best-selling author of the acclaimed book, Acne Free in Three Days, with over a million copies sold to date. And he has a very successful YouTube channel, and with over 160k subscribers, he is dedicated to providing expert information and product reviews on skincare and wellness topics for both skin issues and anti-aging. So let's get into it. We can always learn about the routine of how to maintain our, our skin, but also the holistic way to go about it, right? Not just putting alcohol in and drying our skin out more, but how do we tap into the natural oils and how our body can do naturally? So with no further ado, Chris, welcome to the show. Glad to be here. I'm excited to have you. So tell us a little bit about your background, esthetician. How did that come about? I had skin problems very young. So I was on the skincare trail pretty early on. I did dermatologists had acne really bad, which is why there was a book um, <laughs> called Acne Free in Three Days. But medications weren't working for me for years mm-hmm. and years and years. In my early 20s, I decided to take things into my own hands. That was in the 80s, so there was no internet. So you had to do your own research at the library, library <laughs> right? And go to the herbal store, which there wasn't like GNC and vitamin shop or any of that stuff was not popular then. But I figured it out and, uh, you know, some trial and error about diet, the role that plays, the role of skincare products, even though they may be labeled for a particular condition, may or may not be helpful to you mm-hmm. on today than they were back then. But basically, the ingredients hadn't changed. So I managed to clear it up on my own without antibiotics or Accutane, which would have been the fourth time I would have taken that. And so I helped people very interested in skincare started very early in my 20s with sunscreen really no i had good dermatologists too i don't want to to give the impression that dermatologists weren't helpful they were i learned a ton from them and and considered being a dermatologist for a while but life had other plans for me (laughs) so i i really wanted to go into broadcasting on at the time and then ended up working for the phone company which is a you know, life just takes you wherever, but you, you find out later in life that all these weird things that you did that don't make sense really, when you look at where you are, make a lot of sense because they gave you tools and skills, right. That -hmm. you use today. So my focus for a long, long time was holistic approaches to acne. I still talk about that. I still, in fact, a video just went out today on stretch marks and acne scars, but things have evolved with the channel and me now that I'm in my, in my late fifties for anti-aging. Mm-hmm. and de-aging and, and how to care for your skin and uh, clear up some of the problems that a lot of people have and the confusion because there is so much skincare and everybody you can watch youtube experts one will say one thing one will say another thing so i really try to stick to ingredients and how they work i've formulated two skincare lines uh so far in my lifetime so i know a lot about ingredients and as you said the holistic approach and not overdoing the skin most people do wish to their skin yeah. in an effort 
to make a change and skin doesn't change quickly, mm-hmm. just sort of like weight loss. But people, the way it's stuff is marketed to folks today makes it seem as though you should see results really, really fast. Yeah. But that really isn't the case. That's the case. Right. The case. That's the case. Yeah. Um, you can get good results. You can get great results, but it takes a lot of patience. So, yeah. um, so that's sort of where we are now. The channel is, I would say, 70% focused on anti-aging and 30% focused on all the other weird stuff that goes on with skin. Yeah. Um, so you've so had to pivot. Um, I've had to pivot a little bit because the need is there. And it's a weird thing for our guy in that space. Now, when you look at skincare, there are a lot of younger guys, influencers, what have you, YouTubers that try out products and give reviews on them. And they have they have big followings, you know, one, two, three million people. I think it's great because it gets younger people into skincare sooner. Yeah. And they, for the most part, preach pretty much. I mean, they talk about their results. So it's pretty honest stuff. So it's helpful. Um, and it's helpful to get the sunscreen word out early on in life. It's benefited me, obviously. But in the over 50 space on YouTube, it's mostly ladies. Um, and they talk about fashion. They talk about skincare. They're really a older esthetician type person like me. But the information is basically good. So I'm a sort of a weird fit, but people seem to like that for whatever reason, I guess, because it's unusual <laughs> to have a guy. But I it's have 50%. Yeah, and I have 50% of my uh, subscribers are still men because older men run into issues as well. So it's it just sort of evolved that way, and I'm happy with that because it helps a lot of confusion. New skincare products come out every month. A new celebrity line gets launched every two or three months. I think Ellen was the last one to come out with one. Kind to Science, I think it's called. I haven't reviewed that one yet, but I will. <laughs> um <laughs> So, yeah, so I try to guide people through ingredients and specific things they can do. And the feedback's been that has been very, very helpful to cut through sort of the conundrum. That's what I call it, the skincare conundrum. Of what do I do? What really works? How do I know when it's working and when it's not? How long do I give it? All of that stuff that you would get if you went and saw a professional esthetician, had someone guiding you, but maybe you can't afford to do that or that's just not something that you sought out. So I try to be very free with that information. Um, I'm testing devices, red light, RF therapy, radio free. A lot of the things that would happen in office, I test on the channel because now we're getting more and more home devices available and FDA approved for people to use in the home for RF therapy and EMS, electrical, you know, a muscle mm-hmm. stimulation, all the things that you used to pay two or three or $400 a session to get in a dermatologist or esthetician's office. So you can do these things at home. There's plasma pins to remove skin tags and warts and moles. So I'm trying to keep up. So I know if it's a lot for me to keep up with being immersed in this day after day, all day as a living consumer is just like, wow, what do I, what do I do? So that's kind of been how this has all turned out. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I I think I heard you earlier said, you know, all these different routes that you took kind of led you right here, right? Steve Jobs says it's easier to connect the dots looking backwards than it oh, is yes. looking, oh, <laughs> looking forward. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everything in my life makes sense to me. If you make it to 50 to 60, everything that you did or happened to you in your life tends, tends to make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're sense. in a really good space because you, you say you're, you're, it's a weird, <laughs> but it's a niche, right? Because then a lot of what you're doing, especially for anti-aging, because you pivoted that way, is a lot of women are in that space. Older, elderly women, but now you have an elderly 
male coming on talking about anti-aging and you look like you're in your 30s. So it yeah. must be working. Yeah, <laughs> that's I've heard that for a long time. When I did television for Acting Free in Three Days, which is sort of what started everything publicly, it was the same thing in my 40s. The producers would come in because they knew I was in my 40s and I was talking about skincare. And they would go, we expected someone older. And I'm like, well, how old do I have to be? <laughs> you know, and then they would say on camera, in fact, some of the B-roll that's on the on the channel trailer, I've kept those clips where people would go, well, you obviously know what you're doing. So it really is figuring it out for yourself. It's like everything. No one diet works for everybody. No one skincare mm-hmm. routine works exactly the same for every person. You have to listen to your body and your skin and respect what it's willing to and not willing to do. Yeah. And not take it personally when a product doesn't work for you. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that a little bit. You know, enlighten us on how that no one product is going to work. You know, different oils. Let's get into the the science and chemistry behind it. Because your skin layers are similar for everyone, but our chemistries are all a little bit different. The way we handle glycation of sugar is different in different people. Heredity plays a lot of roles in the gen is produced, how much is produced, how long you keep it, mm-hmm. um, how well your body protects itself from the sun. All of these factors come into play. Some people have very sensitive skin that's very reactive because mm-hmm. they have a very hyperactive immune system. And the skin is, of course, your outer protection. Um, yeah. It's to protect your body from poisons and irritants and all sorts of things. So your skin sort of takes one for the team, mm-hmm. uh, usually for you. But it's a little bit different. So people run out, for instance, we'll use a vitamin C serum, which is something I recommend for everybody. This is a really good example. Vitamin C serum is a very good thing to have in your skincare routine because it is such a strong antioxidant. Skin usually knows what to do with it. Your skin cells do. It protects them. It helps them protect themselves from sun damage. It helps boost and protect collagen and elastin. So it does a lot of wonderful things. However, there are two kinds and it can be caustic and irritating to some people with very sensitive skin. So they try mm-hmm. it and then they don't use it anymore because the L-ascorbic acid, which you think about lemon juice, yeah. is full of L-ascorbic acid. It's like the vitamin, vitamin C, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's not stable. It, it needs to be about 15% to really do anything for your skin that you're going to notice. But it can do brightening and, and helps. It just does a lot to keep your skin looking youthful and to brighten and even out your complexion and fade age spots. It does all, all that stuff. But it, again, is it's unstable and it oxidizes very quickly if you don't use it all in a month yeah. or so. It's kind of chunk. You got to chunk it. Well, there's also sodium ascorbyl phosphates or magnesium ascorbyl phosphates, which are stable versions of vitamin C that are not as caustic. They don't work but they do work very well and they work for sensitive skin. So people don't know that and they run out and they spend $150 on a vitamin C serum that's supposed to do all this stuff for them and they put it on their skin and of course they're like, wow, this burns. Mm -hmm. I can't use it. Um, So that's one of the educational processes that is missing. That's the stuff that's kind of missing in skincare lines where they, they don't really, I mean, they're there to sell their products, which is fine. I get that. As I said, I've formulated two of my own. But if you don't explain that, then you've got customers who misinterpret their results right, and give up on something rather than saying, you know, that didn't work for you. Try this. There's a community. You need to be a community yeah, like you're yeah. doing. That's just one example. Retinol is another one that we hear a lot about. There's so much misinformation. Vitamin A derivative. 
There's tretinoin, which is prescription strength, which is tretinoin, vitamin A, retinols are the still the most effective, potent, topical product you can put on your skin, hmm. period, still, even after all these years, yeah. because the vitamin A derivative helps the cells regenerate more quickly, healthier cells regenerate. It helps your body cast off damaged DNA cells, including precancerous cells, tretinoin, the prescription strength has been proven to do that, but it's hard to tolerate. Your skin has to get used to it because that particular ingredient goes through three conversions on your skin. So it starts as retinol, then it converts into retinaldehyde, then it converts into retinoic acid, which is what your body actually uses. Mm-hmm. But retinoic acid can go rancid. So we can't get retinoic acid in a bottle and keep it preserved where it's effective. It just degrades too quickly and it's not worth anything. That's why we tell people to put retinol on at night and not during the day because sunlight degrades it. Mm-hmm. Right, The minute sunlight hits that ingredient, the retinoic acid is destroyed and is not worth anything. So, and nothing you can use on the market to preserve it? No, no, it cannot be preserved. It's just too unstable. It just, yeah. it goes bad quickly. Okay. So you, know, you can think of it as a food almost like re- mm-hmm. vitamin A oil. You know how oils go rancid? So it's mm-hmm. in order for it to be effective, it has to be in that format. A lot of people don't know that even though they might not have been able to tolerate retinol moisturizers, there's retinol to hide. And, you know, there are brands out there like Maylove has a ret- moonlight serum, which is a retinol to hide, which cuts out. Mm-hmm. One of those conversions, the big one. So you put the retinaldehyde, the stable retinaldehyde on your skin, which then converts into retinoic acid, and people can tolerate that very, very well. But a lot of people don't know that, so they give yeah. up on retinol, and they go, ah, oh, retinol, it turned my skin red and flaky, <laughs> and it was awful. So, you know, they miss out. So mm-hmm. I spend a lot of time, there are a lot of my videos, I, sometimes I feel like they're repetitive. But not everybody always sees every video, you know, new people coming into the channel all the time that don't go back and see them. So I, some of them are a little bit repetitive, but I don't want people to miss out and misjudge their results. So we're talking about from the esthetician level, there's always, I always encourage people to seek out a good dermatologist uh, that's board certified and has good reviews, listens. Yeah, You know, not all doctors listen, not all, I'd like to say all doctors and dermatologists are great. I've had good ones. I've had not so good ones. They don't have time. They don't have individualized time. Uh, Yeah. And they're not always right. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) They're not, I'm not always right. So, you know, again, skin's a very individualized thing. Your diet over time, your lifestyle choices, again, heredity, you know, all those things could play roles in your particular type of skin type. And then the, the skincare industry has boiled it down to like three or four. You've got oily skin, you got dry skin, you got normal combination skin, you got sensitive yeah. skin. And that's as far as they really go. When there's really about nine different slices of this, you can have oily sensitive and oily not sensitive. You can have oily acne prone and oily not acne prone. So there are a lot more layers to skincare than the consumer market really addresses. I believe you. I believe you because even as a, um, Afri- as a black woman, I have to be like what I use for my body, I cannot use for my face. It has right. to be a whole different type of lotion, like even a vino, like it's too thick to be on my skin. It might clog mm-hmm. my, my facials versus the, the body. Right. And then, and then too, you know, working with, with all different types of skin types and colors, I have to talk about the different types of skincare acids that are appropriate 
Hydroquinine mm-hmm. is not a really good one if you're olive complected or darker because it can give you hyperpigmentation, lighter areas against darker areas. Whereas yeah. a kojic acid or tranexamic acid works very well on darker skin types for helping to fade dark spots without creating that weird different Sun. shading on you. Yeah. Yeah. So, dark spot remover. Yeah. Dark people spot don't removers, know. they sell it. And so you oh, can't yeah. wear it outside. If you wear it in the sun out, you will get darker or your spot yeah. will get blotchy. Yeah. That's what I mean. Sometimes products are labeled for something and they can give you the opposite effect. So, you know, I talk a lot about skin peels. There are certain types of skin peels that are appropriate for lighter complected versus darker complected people. You don't want to yeah. thin off peel if you're a darker complected person because you're going to have pink. The skin's going to be new. It's going to be pink. It's going to take a long time for that to blend. Yep. So unless you're removing deep scarring or some sort of damage to the skin like that, like deeper damage, I usually talk about lighter skin peels, glycolic acid, things that are just taking off the very outer skin cells that are already dead and just revealing new skin that would be underneath anyway. So you're going to have a brighter, more even looking complexion. And then of course you already know about the different oils, which are appropriate. Not everybody can use the same type of skincare oils Mm -hmm. on their skin. Some people break out from some of them. Some people are sensitive to essential oils. So I preach patched. That's where your holistic approach comes in because you're factoring so much more things in the individuals that you're not just one box or cookie cutter. Right, for exactly. everyone. Where are you on facials and how frequently should one do facials? Because they, they put on those masks that do burn, those papayas, yes. papaya masks. Yeah. I am a big believer in exfoliation. I often make jokes that I think one of the reasons I look so good is I've been a snake my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> Just peeling, 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 peeling. It's better sounding than an onion. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, again, every skin type is different. You sort of have to judge your results, but I'd say at least once a month, a deeper skin type of exfoliation process with a peel product like the Ordinary's Peel Solution, which is just a higher bump up of glycolic acid and salicylic acid just to help loosen the bond between those cells. You're not going to have the skin peeling off like we see in TV shows. Mm -hmm. That's a deep chemical peel. And people, when they have those, are not running around in public like they do on TV. Yeah, they can't be in the sun. (laughs) No, you you can risk of infection, hyperpigmentation you know, needs to be done by a doctor. It needs to be supervised very closely. There are timing factors to those peels. Uh, But at home, if you use a good glycolic or lactic acid serum product daily, along with your retinol at night, which is going to help do the same thing, you're going to get enough exfoliation. And then maybe once a week, a sugar scrub or maybe a lay mask scrub, which is that nice vitamin C scrub with the gel that goes on, it just melts it off. Just to take that dead skin off, not to dig down into the deeper layers of the skin. We don't want to create inflammation in the skin on an ongoing basis because that's what leads to hyperpigmentation. That's what leads to tingling injectasia is that wonderful name for spider veins. Mm -hmm. Spider veins are not broken veins. They are a reaction in your skin to constant inflammation. So your veins produce more little tiny veins to carry off and nutrients to damage skin. So if our skin's inflamed and red all the time mm-hmm. from ingredients or products, you're going to get those. That's why people that smoke a lot, people that have a lot of sun damage, mm-hmm. people that drink a lot of alcohol tend to have those little, they look like broken veins, but they're really not. Those are live veins and you can get them, you can have them lasered away, but that's telling you that whatever's going on with your skin 
on an ongoing basis is creating a lot of inflammation and issues. And that can lead to breakdown of collagen and elastin, which leads to faster facial aging. So, so much. So much, yeah. I have to say, you know, um, there's a saying in the um, community that says black don't crack. (laughs) And I I have to say it's genetics because um, I find it, even within my family, my community, anti-aging is slower for people with my pigmentation level. It is. There's a lot more collagen. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more built-in sun protection uh, because, you know, historically, genetically, Anglos are from northern climates where there's not as much sun, where darker complexions come from sunnier, hotter climates. Mm -hmm. It's just the body's way of evolving over time to protect it. And so collagen breakdown is slower. Darker skin types tend to have more oil glands, which is nice. I'm a very oily person. Mm-hmm. And so my dermatologist back when I was in my teens fighting this acne problem said, you don't curse the oil. Don't. That's not what's causing your acne. There are other factors. That oil will help your skin for your whole life yeah. because drier skin does show the signs of aging much more quickly. Um, yeah. And again, lifestyle choices. Yeah. Lifestyle choices is big. So for um, aging and, and anti-aging, what's the most common skincare concern you've seen? Oh, man. It really, there's probably, well, let's just do it by age. In the 40s, it tends to be age spots and hyperpigmentation, crow's feet, yep. uh, the ele- number 11 between the eyes, the brown mm-hmm. lines. Those <laughs> things seem to be probably in the 50s. It's the looser skin around the jaw, crepey skin on the neck and chest, crepey skin <laughs> on the eyelids and around the eyes, uh, static wrinkling from the dynamic wrinkles from a lifetime of laughing and talking and emoting. Yeah. And that really just carries on into the 60s. It's thinning skin, thinning collagen, and skin tears. So it sort of runs that range depending on where folks are. And all of those issues are addressable. Yes. How? Can, <laughs> oh, well, we could be here for like hours. But, <laughs> it, but you know, if you have a skin problem um, that topicals aren't helping you with, you know, then it's time to go see an esthetician or a dermatologist and get, you know, spend a couple hundred bucks and get a uh, session so they can guide you. You don't have to buy prescription stuff. You're not going to walk out there with a basket of stuff, but they can tell you what to use Mm -hmm. uh, based on what your issue is. Retinol is going to correct a lot of creepy skin issues. A lot of issues with people right now in their 40s, 50s, and 60s is they took care of their face but they didn't take care of anything else. Like they didn't take care of the back right. of their neck with sunscreen or their chest. So you got people walking around, their face looks okay. <laughs> but from here down, everything is falling apart. Oh, so, lotion, moisturize daily, yeah, right? So, That's important. Yeah, moisturizer, hy- hyaluronic acid and uh, glycerin are two big skin moisturizers. And then trapping that moisture in with a capping with a ceramide cream so that it's held in or using a good product. Neutrogena has a lot of great products that are the Hydro Boost line where they've included glycerin and dimethicone to help keep that hyaluronic acid in those upper layers so that it plumps up your skin. So yeah, instant results are always going to come from hydration, hydrative masks, Korean essence sprays, rose water sprays, anything that gets moisture into the skin is going to make you look better. In the shorter term, glycolic acid, those lighter peel serums that you're using every day to loosen up that skin those dead skin cells and create that faster turnover, mm-hmm. which by the way, is about 14 days when we're in our twenties to about 60 days when we're in our sixties. So it can slow down. It varies a little bit, but it can slow yeah. down a whole lot if you're not doing anything. 
And then in the longer term, that vitamin C serum, peptides, which are amino acids you applied in the skin and a serum that help the collagen rebuild itself. These are not collagen particles. They won't be absorbed in the skin. They are actual peptides or amino acids. Applying those, that helps hydrate. And then, of course, that retinol moisturizer at night. And then, as I say on my channel, sunscreen. Yeah. Sunscreen, sunscreen, sunscreen. Have I told you you need to wear sunscreen? People on my channel write that back to me in the comments. <laughs> so, so yeah, sunscreens are really important. And I know that there's a lot of concern and confusion over a lot of the ingredients to them. I like mineral sunscreens. Mm -hmm. I like Elta MDs. I like the hybrids where they take octanoxate, which is one of the less obnoxious chemicals, and blend it with a mineral sunscreen zinc oxide. And that seems to work really well for a lot of people. It gives them coverage without that white cast on their skin. Yeah. And there are chemical sunscreens that do work, but there are some... There's tinted ones. And yeah, there's so, tinted, and the tinted ones for makeup ones. ones. Yeah, LCMD has a really wonderful tinted mm -hmm. one. Uh, for ladies who wear cosmetics, Color Science has the setting powders that are actual yeah. sunscreen. You just put the powder on like you would to set your makeup, but it's sunscreen. You just got to be sure you don't breathe it. But I think most women that use cosmetics and powders know not to breathe the powder. So <laughs> usually not help. a problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, those work very, very well for touch-ups during the day as well, where you don't want to mess things up, mm -hmm. um, you know, so it's sunscreen is very, very important to make sure that you are protecting your skin yeah. from the effects of the sun because they add up would, over, yeah, time. over time. Absolutely. And then the, um, the piece about hydration, we're going to get into your morning routine in a little bit, but I, I know I do this thing where I take cold showers. I take cold showers versus hot shower. Can you elaborate a little bit more the difference between the two and how it helps the skin? Um, yeah, a cool to a lukewarm shower, not what we would call hot, not where you come out of there looking like a lobster. <laughs> That's too hot. You're, you're stripping too much oil out of your pores. Mm -hmm. And while your skin on your face can replace the oil fairly quickly, people don't realize the skin on the arms, legs, the neck and chest don't have as many oil glands, neither does the area around your eyes. And so when we strip too much oil, those areas tend to be really dry. Mm -hmm. So I recommend cool, cool bath showers, warm to hot, to hot, what I would say, you know, maybe a little steam, not boiling hot, not like, you know, no one should be bathing in anything over like 90 degrees, I don't think. But, you know, and that's still warm. 90 mm -hmm. degree water is, is, is yeah. pretty hot. And then judging how your skin is. Um, if you've been taking super hot showers and baths, you know, afterwards, try doing a few days of not doing that, applying your moisturizer to your skin and see the difference it makes. Yeah. And that will tell you, you know, if you're super, if you've been working out and working out a car on a car, you're a mechanic and you've got, you know, I get it. There's some situations where that stuff has to happen, but generally speaking, super hot showers are not great for your skin, mm -hmm. especially not in the long run. And again, you're providing your skin with instant inflammation. <laughs> when you do that, you're just turning up, you know, a reaction to that. So I would suggest, and I always do that people try something for a few days to a week and judge the difference. Yeah. More the reason to take cold showers or cooler showers because it does help help wake you up in the morning as well. So let's jump into your morning routine, Chris. How do you get up, dress up, and show up? Okay. So my my life is very interesting because I test a lot of products. 
So when I do these reviews on my channel, my routines, I will do what my specific routine is or would be if I wasn't testing out a product, but it's pretty much the same. Because I'm older and I do a good, super good cleanse on my skin at night, I normally do not rewash my skin during the morning. I simply mm -hmm. steam it with a warm washcloth mm -hmm. to break down any of the, the retinol or anything that I've had on my skin overnight just to get that off. If I'm for some reason super oily, I might use a cleanser. I always use a gentle cleanser. Mm -hmm. I don't care how oily you It should always be a gentle cleanser. You yeah. don't want your skin to feel super dry and tight after you wash it because the pH of your skin is off. A particular face wash is not for you. So, mm -hmm. you know, a gentle foaming face wash, if you have oilier skin, I mean, if you have dry skin, a clarifying, clear, foamy face wash, if you have oilier skin, but your skin should never feel dry and tight, just kind of fresh, mm -hmm. refreshed. So after that, then I apply my peptides. Then I apply a vitamin C serum. Again, the things we just talked about to help with the collagen production and protect the skin. And then depending on what I have going on testing, I will use an eye cream. I don't have a lot of aging around my eyes really because of sunscreen, but I will. Sometimes there's dryness, even in Florida in the wintertime, we have to, we have drier air, believe it or not. So we have to like apply something extra. I really just listen to what my skin is telling me. And then of course, a good light day moisturizer is really all I need, like a hydro boost with hyaluronic acid and then sunscreen, of course. And mm -hmm. so that's pretty basic for me. That's basically it. Sprinkled in there in the evenings, I do exfoliations. You know, I have my peels. I also use a buff puff exfoliation sponge in the shower when I do any kind of cleansing. So I will use that during my cleansing process at night on my face. It's just a, a sponge that's designed to just lightly lift off, not scrub a pan, not, <laughs> yeah. not scrub your skin down, but just to lightly take off that extra layer of oil, dirt, bacteria, leftover sunscreen. You want all that off at night. I know I kind of jumped into nighttime, but they kind of <laughs> work okay. together. Yeah, it starts the night before. Yeah, then the retinol goes on. And then I've been using bio oil as a cap, which is not something I've done in the past, is applying a very fine skincare oil and bio oil. I just did a review. It just came out today on it. But there are different skincare oils. You can use your favorite. You know, marula oil is good. There's a ton of them. Um, I just put a very thin layer of that over my moisturizer, which is over my retinol, so that I cap that moisture into my face overnight. How do you do the mindset thing then? So the morning routine, so that's the physical, the, um, you know, the face and moisturizing it. But what about mentally? We're talking about meditation. How do you prime yourself for the day? Oh yeah, definitely. I'm a big mindfulness person. <laughs> um, so generally I get up, I will do my skincare routine to make sure that I do it. I have two puppies. I take them out. I fix my tea. I'm drinking right now. I'm drinking rooibos tea which is from South Africa. It's a very, it's even got more antioxidant power than say green tea. <laughs> so I drink the red, the matcha tea is, is good, but it's a little bitter. The rooibos is a little bitter. Uh, but anyway, I have my tea with my vital proteins, collagen peptides stirred in. Mm -hmm. And then I always take 15 minutes to half an hour to do my meditation. And then my meditations is basically just unplugging. Being a, not, I'm not trying to fix anything or thinking about it. You know, I'm just unplugged 
and tuned in to the inner inner self. And I get a lot of ideas yeah. for videos and stuff come to me right after that. They don't come during the meditation, but usually afterwards, then I'm like, oh, I need to write this down. That's when they're not coming to me and I'm in the shower or something in the middle of something and I have to run, get a pad and write it down. Stuff comes to me at weird times. But generally speaking, if I don't do that meditation, my day doesn't go quite as well. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I need I need that little bit of space to sort of set the path for the day. And that's that's pretty much it for, for what I do. And of course, I'm big into physical fitness. Mm-hmm. I work out with weights and resistance three days a week. I do cardio two to three days a week because not surprisingly, studies now show that people that are going from sedentary into moderate exercise three to five times a week are actually reversing their age by three to five years and eight weeks. That's biological awesome. age. So yeah. I have always been, I'll, you know, maybe fall off the wagon a little bit when I'm traveling. The pandemic sort of put the chops on so much travel. So it's been a little easier, but staying in good feeling with your, you're in a good space with your physical fitness where you feel good and you have the extra energy you need to get through the day makes a big, big difference. It also helps you sleep, which sleep yeah. is hugely important. I am usually, I've gotten better for this up really late answering questions but right now i turn turn everything off at least by 10 o'clock at night phone goes away blue light goes away all of that and then i'm checked out until seven or eight in the morning depending sometimes it's six whenever i just decide that i'm ready to get in quality sleep yeah it's really important there are periods when i don't Mm -hmm. have it you know i'm just like everybody there are periods where i can't sleep i just have so much going on and energy in my head but um of late, I've been really good with it. And it, it does make a big difference. So just for clarity in your day, it makes a big difference. Oh, yeah. And also for your health, general health, right? Restorative, um, recovering yeah. faster. And because yeah, a, yeah. a lot of the acne too is stress prone. Um, yeah, you're so at your, your stress levels can kick your immune system into high gear and cause those flare-ups. The, other, the skin has a nighttime repair cycle that's built into our sleep cycle. And when you miss out on a lot of that, that's when we have the dark circles start to show up and the tired looking eyes and the fine lines and wrinkles start to be more prevalent. Um, yeah. Your skin is repairing. So if you've ever had a cut or a surgery of some type of thing where you've had a pretty severe wound, it's amazing how much of that healing process takes place at night. It seems like a, during the day doesn't do anything, but you go to bed and then you wake up the next day and it's a lot better. And then the yeah. next day it's a lot overnight. So the skin really does a lot of its repair work while you're sleeping. Yeah, you well said. And the morning routine is better because you had good quality sleep or you prepared your your body for the next day. So this has been very insightful. Lots of information on skin, (laughs) quite quite different, but I do like it. So how can we find out more about you? How can we connect with you? Obviously, the easiest thing is the YouTube channel. It's just Chris Gibson. You'll find me. Um, You can pretty much now type in my name, Plus a skincare conditioner question, and I have a video up automatically in the search bar because I just have like 500 videos. <laughs> so that's the easiest way. All of my contact information for my social media are is on every video in the video description. My mm-hmm. blog, Skin So Fabulous. All you gotta just type that in into Google and it comes up. It's the only thing like that. And that's an interactive blog where people are actually able to talk to me. I have a D it's a, it's an interactive community is what it is really, but it's like a blog. I post there and post videos and that's a lot of fun. People can talk to each other and we do giveaways and stuff like that. So 
those are two the two best ways. That's fantastic. Yeah, thank you for sharing and, and telling us about anti-aging, flaring up, and how to properly deal with it, even given your your different skin type. So this has been very oh, yeah. helpful. Thank you for that today. Yeah, I hope so. Well, all right, morning enthusiasts, that's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.